I'm Sam Slater from Fund Calibre, and today I'm here with Alan Collette, who's Fund Manager of TM Home Investor. Thank you for taking the time today, Alan. My pleasure. This fund is an unusual fund in that it's the only one in the UK to invest in residential housing. Can you tell us a bit more about it, please? Yes, of course. The TM Fund invests in mainstream housing across the UK. Mm-hmm. We offer our investors capital performance of the housing market and an element of income return. And we invest primarily in two- and three-bedroom houses, mm-hmm. some one- and two-bedroom flats, but the occasional four-bedroom house. And we acquire new or nearly new homes to give our residents high energy efficiency, mm-hmm. low fuel bills and so on. We're structured as an OIC with PACE status, which is a wonderful set of acronyms. <laughs> yes. um, but it means that we're accessible for pensions and for ISAs, okay. as well as private money. Mm-hmm. Great. And... I drive past one of your top holdings when I go and visit my mum. It's a Wickhurst Green in Horsham, where you own 14 properties, I believe. It's a new development, and the infrastructure around it's been developed. The road layout in particular, I've noticed, has changed, and a local school's applying um, to have an extra intake each year. Is this typical of the houses that you invest in? Yes, it is. We... We go where families want to be. Mm. So Wickhurst Greens work very well for us. There's good local employment. There's mm-hmm. also good transport to London for a choice of employment destinations. Mm. Um, we purchased these homes ahead of completion. Oh, okay. And as a result, we got them at a significant discount mm-hmm. to the individual vacant possession values. Um, but we always look for good or improving local infrastructure. Mm. So the money that the central government and local government have spent on improving the road network, improving the schools, mm. gives us an additional benefit over and above the ordinary movement of the housing market. Okay. And do you have a particular demographic of tenants that you look for, first-time buyers or young families, for example? We have a focus but the great thing about the private rented sector is that you can rent to 18-year-olds or 80-year-olds. <laughs> um, so our focus is on homes suitable for families and for younger people in good employment. Mm. Our focus is on places where there's good mixture of employment, mm. private sector employment, public sector employment. But everybody should bear in mind the private rented sector now provides homes for 20% of all households in the UK. Okay. It's grown, it's more than doubled mm. in 15 years. So there's a very broad spectrum of potential tenants. With the exception of our flats in Salford, which are very accessible to two of the universities, we don't generally let to students because we want residents who are going to stay for two, three years or Mm. even longer. Mm. And that gives us high occupancy levels. We're normally at around 97% occupancy, sometimes a little bit higher. And this gives the fund stability of income. It also gives long-term homes for those tenants who want stability themselves. Mm. Because people who want to make a home out of their rented property will almost always be a better tenant than somebody who just needs somewhere for six or nine months. Mm. And, sorry to mention the Mm. B word, but Brexit (laughs) uncertainty seems to have taken its toll on the housing market uh, in that people have been either putting off sales or purchases. Has uh, Has this impacted the fund at all? Well, here we need to distinguish between a fall in the level of transactions, Mm -hmm. i.e. the number of sales that take place, and the prices at which these transactions are taking place, house prices themselves. Mm. And, of course, most of the headlines are actually about volumes because estate agents, mortgage brokers, solicitors all want volume in their Mm -hmm. market. 
Um, we're actually interested in the values which underpin the market, not, not the volumes. Mm. So political uncertainty has certainly caused the number of tr- sales to reduce a little. But there's still between 60 and 80,000 transactions a month. You think Gosh, about that, it's 20,000 yes. home moves a week. Wow. And as they all take place on the working days, mm. you know, it's a huge number of transactions taking place. Mm. Um, and as we buy almost entirely new homes, and there are over 12,000 new homes uh, sold each month registered with NHBC, there's a mm. huge pool for us yeah. to pick from. So... Of course, I have concerns like everybody else does about mm. what will happen to Brexit and what won't happen. But impact on the housing market, no, I'm not particularly concerned. OK. And how resilient is the sector if we went into a recession, for example? Well, <clears throat> housing's always in demand. Mm. Um, trends in working, shopping and leisure all develop. They all change over time. Mm. Um, and if people's personal budgets are under pressure then their discretionary spending mm. may be reduced yeah but we all need a home true except for the very few unfortunates truly unfortunate people in our society we all have a home mm. to go back to tonight and that's what underpins residential rents they've proved resilient in previous downturns mm-hmm. uh, although house prices fell in 2009-10 for example they fell less than commercial property mm. uh, substantially less less than equities, and they recovered more quickly. And residential rents outside central London hardly fell at all. In fact, in many parts of the country, they they didn't fall. So there's a lot of resilience in there. The market's also underpinned by the fact that over 50% of homes are owned without a mortgage. Okay. Which is, I can tell from your response, (laughs) is actually not a statistic that many people know. so oh, just over 50%, I think it's 51, but just mm. over 50% of homes are owned without a mortgage. Those that are owned with a mortgage, we have to bear in mind that mortgage underwriting standards have increased substantially mm. after the mortgage market review. Um, now, the Bank of England keeps a close look on property lending. Yes. They're not actually concerned about the housing market itself. They're concerned about the lending okay. into the market. Mm. And... So we are working in a market which is heavily regulated from Mm. above. Um, And and we rely to a significant extent on the Treasury consensus forecast and their forecast to house prices remains in positive territory. So whilst we're not complacent, Mm. no, we remain optimistic. Okay. And which areas of the UK are you finding more interesting right now and why? Well, we invest uh, with a regional balance, so we're seeking to replicate the national market with our portfolio. Mm. As fund manager, I have some flexibility to be overweight in some regions and underweight in others, but I have to remain within an overall framework. Mm. Um, So recently, we've been investing in the West Midlands and the East Midlands. Mm -hmm. Um, In the East Midlands, our investments have performed particularly well, and I I chose Nottingham from a a top-down which city should I be in and then go and walk around Nottingham and which mm. bit of Nottingham do I want to be in. So that's, that's worked very well for us. Our investments in Birmingham have worked very well for us. Next, I'm looking in the Leeds-York-Harrogate triangle. Okay. Uh, I haven't quite decided where, mm-hmm. um, but within that region, if I want to be in, in that northeastern Yorkshire region, that's the best place to be because it's where the best employment is. Okay. So I'll be looking for a good balance there, private sector, public sector employment, as I mentioned earlier. I want somewhere with good public transport because mm-hmm. 
in most households now, some people use a car, some people use public transport. So I haven't quite decided where yet that when I get back from holiday next week, I'm going up to have, a, have my first look around. Okay. Not only are you a fund manager, but I believe you're a non-executive chair of a housing association. Um, how do you balance the two roles and what insight does each give you for the other? Well, the, the, the Home Investor Fund and Hearthstone take up most of my time. Mm-hmm. That's my executive role. And I'm always available to the team and to the property manager. But housing as a whole is my passion. Mm. Uh, And to be chair of a major social housing provider is both a privilege and a challenge. Hyde owns and manages 50,000 homes and it provides a good quality, secure home service to over 100,000 people. And we'll be building at least 10,000 more homes in the next four to five years. Mm. So that's important to me as a a citizen. Mm. But to the second part of your question... The insights that I learned from my role at Hyde are very useful in my role as fund manager, particularly my understanding of the household of the house building business. Right. Um, large housing associations are now seeking third party investors such as pension funds to partner with them. So both things work well together mm. and uh, I can balance the time out. I'm still young. <laughs> Lucky it's a podcast. The listeners can't see me. Um, but um, providing additional rental homes, whether they're at the social rents, whether they're at market rents, I can bring my experience mm. to bear on both of them. But in the final analysis, I'm a non-executive at Hyde, so my mm. time there is limited. And Hearthstone, of course, has first call on me. Thank you very much. That was really interesting. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm Sam Slater, and if you'd like to listen to more of our podcasts, please go to Fun Calibre and subscribe. Thank you.